0: Well, we're just weeks away from one of the most exciting events here in Gaston County in the fall—something pumpkin. Today, we're speaking with Peyton Flowers and Linda Mingus of the Gaston County Cooperative Extension. They're going to be talking to us a little bit about how this event has evolved through COVID and some exciting new trials about growing pumpkins here in Gaston County. We're looking forward to this conversation ahead, with some facts and figures they're going to leave you saying, "Oh my gourd." Welcome into another edition of Savvy Citizen. We're here with Linda Mingus and Peyton Flowers. They're both with the Gaston County Cooperative extension, and that's part of the NC state system. You guys have cooperative extensions kind of all across North Carolina, correct?
1: That's correct.
0: And we were talking about a couple different things today, but you know, as we're as we're coming into fall, you know, you're starting to feel hopefully slightly cooler temperatures, starting to think about thanks to Starbucks pumpkin spice lattes (laughs) and things like that. Um, We're talking about all things pumpkin. And that's been an event that uh, you guys have been a part of with Something Pumpkin for several years now, right, Linda?
1: That's correct.
0: Linda, tell us a little bit about how Something Pumpkin got started.
1: My pleasure. So Something Pumpkin, we started this event in partnership with Cotton Jenny Days. So as part of Extension, one of the fun things we were doing, we were setting up an exhibit in the fall. And with all the cool interactive activities of Cotton Jenny Days, we needed something like that. And this was about 10 years ago before North Carolina Cooperative Extension started working under a flagship program referring to local foods. So I thought, well, everything going on, it's fall, perfect time to tie into pumpkins. And folks in North Carolina really don't know a lot of what to do with fresh, locally grown pumpkins. Well, during that time in our region of the counties, pumpkins were not a hot topic. We weren't really talking a lot about it. And in fact, in terms of the foodie side of pumpkins, there were not a lot of varieties out there. So I thought, well, this was a fun thing to highlight. Mm -hmm. And when you think about North Carolina in the fall, you think of apple festivals. and yeah. I'm like, okay, so let's do something with pumpkin. Yeah, great way for me to be able to reach out to families and their kids, get them in the kitchen, take advantage of that. So in tradition and following with, north carolina extension in lincoln county we decided to do a pumpkin cooking contest nice they had the apple dish contest let's try doing a pumpkin cooking contest so we started there and it was small and as we began to work with that i realized hardly anyone knew why in the world we were doing work with pumpkins and as peyton will be able to tell you we weren't growing pumpkins and Mm -hmm. other folks in the office are thinking why are we pushing pumpkins? Well, then we started doing a local foods program across Cooperative Extension, and there was more coming from the ag side at looking at how pumpkins were growing. So we really used that activity as a way of promoting local agriculture mm-hmm. and connecting our families and our communities to that and being able to bring them together spending time in the kitchen which is a lot of the work that extension does so it was just a great way to come together have fun learn about pumpkin but also through our wonderful sponsorships and i have to say gaston county farm bureau really made this possible and Mm. they were a big sponsor and have been for even Cotton Jenny Days, continued to fund this event, we had cash prizes, and we developed relationships with the Gaston County Library and other organizations, so it came together and it was a great way not only connect residents to agriculture, but also to community resources.
2: So so are you saying that pumpkins are actually something that grows
1: well locally, um, especially in Gaston County? That's a great question and I'm going to let Peyton Flowers tell you a little bit about his experience with yes. growing pumpkins.
0: Uh, <laughs> that was a uh. resounding maybe. Yeah,
3: you're exactly right. It is a resounding maybe. Um it really depends. I think about um pumpkins North Carolina is it falls some, somewhere nationally around fourth, sometimes fifth, sixth in pumpkin production. Wow. Okay. But when you think pumpkin production, you usually think like Pennsylvania, Virginia, Maryland, the mountains of North Carolina, ideal conditions, mm. closer to the Virginia line out on out on the East Coast, ideal conditions, Okay, but smack dab in the Piedmont, uh, close to the South Carolina line, uh, not necessarily the most ideal conditions to grow pumpkins.
2: Zone 8? Is that 7B? <laughs> uh, <seven, laughs> I just made that up. 7B. B. Okay.
3: <laughs> Maybe um, yeah, not not far off. Oh, okay. Good. Um, The thing that... I found is I, I'm relatively new with extension, and I called the extension specialist at NC State, and I said, I think I want to try to help Linda out and and grow some pumpkins, and he was like, hey, it's way too hot there. Okay. Um, toward and that's, that's a, the issue that we have here when you're going to grow pumpkins is that it's. We, we heat up fast, mm-hmm. and uh, um, pumpkins don't like temperatures really over about 85 degrees. Okay. And we spend a long time in the summer. And you're, you're looking at planting pumpkins probably sometime in June. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, everybody says Ju- July 4th for an October harvest, but we we really benefit from an earlier planting okay. and then harvesting earlier. So if you're going to go pump- pumpkins here, you can. It's an uphill battle, though. A lot of pest issues because of the heat. And, you know, the mountains stay cooler. They don't deal with the same pest issues we do here. Same thing up towards the Virginia line out east. So we have hurdles that make it more difficult for us. But it's doable.
2: But we're still, North Carolina is still fourth, you said, in pumpkin production?
3: We fall here and there, okay. but we're around fourth, it's usually. Just,
2: I would think I would know that, being living in North Carolina my whole life, and even in the mountain area for a little while, because um, you hear so much about apples. Exactly, yeah. and
1: that was what was so amazing, the amount of marketing for North Carolina and the, the produce. Yeah. And so, in fact, our work with Extension across the state, they are actually working to put together a... I'm not certain if a commodity group is the right word, but to do more marketing for North Carolina pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: It, there's some amazing stuff that I've learned because I'm, I'm from Arizona originally and have only lived in North Carolina for about four years. But <clears throat> I guess North Carolina leads the country in terms of Christmas tree production. I did not know that. So it's, it's bigger than like Washington or Oregon or anything like that. And I guess a lot of that is up in the mountains. It's just pine trees, uh, you know, those types of trees are everywhere and just really great growing conditions again. The
3: mountains uh, definitely gets the, has the unique growing environment. Um, and then out east, we have sandier soils, which is more conducive for other crops. So the Piedmont kind of falls in the middle. And uh, our unique crops that we do well in are usually either west or east of where we're at.
0: So Linda said one of the things that you're trying to do is work on some different varietals of pumpkins that may grow better here in Gaston County.
1: Yeah,
3: so what I did, um, well, NC State offered up, I don't want to say free money, right? Folks pay taxes. Sure, but, sure. But, um, they uh, have some working groups, and I just happened to be sitting in on a meeting, and they said, hey, are you interested in doing a vegetable trial? I was like, well, Linda has something pumpkin. Where can I ma- make this link happen? Mm-hmm. I talked to a local grower at uh, Sandcastle Farms, which has historically done some sweet corn production, um, they're renting most of their farmland now, Okay. and I'm, how could I work with this grower who is older, and his daughter's looking to get involved. She has a wedding venue. Oh. Um, she's looking, we're looking at more agritourism enterprises, so pumpkins sure. seem to be a good fit mm-hmm. to draw folks in for the fall. I said, well, we got to figure out what can grow here, um, and what kind of pumpkins folks are interested in. Um, so we're a lot of decorative, you know, small miniature pumpkins we put through into the trial, some standard jack-o'-lantern pumpkins, you know, 12 to 15 pound pumpkins, mm-hmm. had a three varieties of white pumpkins considering it was a wedding venue and just, you know, let's, let's give it a whirl and see how they do. And mm-hmm. we've already harvested about half of the crop and I'll be out there tomorrow. Um, working cool. hard to get everything finished.
2: So what, which one of those does grow best? Listen, I love the white and green pumpkins and I love the green ones that are really knobby and ugly. I love those. I think they're so cool. Do we grow those well here?
3: Uh, yes. Oh, cool. I've I've heard that, I, I've heard that they would do better. Okay. Um, I didn't trial any because, and I'm starting to regret that because I'm walking by the shelves of like Lowe's and I'm yep. seeing these swarty pumpkins yes, selling for that. more than, you know, your standard
2: uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh,
3: pumpkins. I'm like, initially when the specialist was like hey you need to look into the warty pumpkins i'm like you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> now this is these are the throwaways right, right. Uh-huh. but no um they are selling so i think if i do get the opportunity to do this again would be to trial you know five to eight varieties of these warty type yeah. pumpkins maybe that's it can be
2: like you know some places they have like who can grow the biggest pumpkin and they weigh it maybe you can grow the ugliest pumpkin contest. Right. That, that would, would be, be awesome fun. yeah that's lots great of, just one big old warty wart pumpkin Ugh. It's perfect to
0: draw like a witch's face. Yes,
1: on. exactly. It's, yeah, it's kind of Halloween-y too. Absolutely. And I've i found what is so interesting about pumpkins is not only do we use them for cooking, but we use them for decorating. Yeah. And there's so much. So when you think about their potential of impacting agriculture and the local economy, they really have a significant play with that. Sure. So, um I think there's a lot with that. It has been so interesting over the years in terms of working with some of our local growers. And I know uh, several for several years now we've been purchasing our local pumpkins from here in Gaston County. And I know the Lineburgers in Dallas actually have, have been successful oh. with growing some of the smaller varieties of pumpkin. and. I learned so much with speaking with them about what they were growing and how they cooked with them and, you know, what was available at the farm. And so, again, a lot of folks in our community don't even know that pumpkin is growing right now in Gaston County. So that was another great aha moment for me in, in our pumpkin adventure. So can, do you, can you cook with the um, white and bumpy and... You can. And in fact, it was interesting because, you know, when you start to look at the culinary uses with pumpkin and it will describe some of the flavors, some of them are a little bit sweeter, some are more watery. So there are some, when you think of a pumpkin pie variety... It's designed to create, like, more of the meat of the pumpkin Mm and perhaps less seeds. Some are designed more for or grown more for their seed production, for pumpkin seeds. Sure. But it was interesting because Frankie Leinberger, one of the growers, had mentioned she had cooked with so many varieties. And she said ultimately their flavor was very similar. And she said so they're pretty, you know, interchangeable. Interesting. And. But it's so it's been so much fun because it's a great way to get kids in our community interested and excited about being in the kitchen, about learning about growing something new. And what better than to go out into a field and find a pumpkin growing? It it's almost like looking under a Christmas tree. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: That's a, one of my favorite things to do every year is to go out and and do kind of dagger tourism thing and go and actually like pick the pumpkin and. I mean, we get more way more than we need just because it's, you know, it's fun. And then, you know, my wife will do all sorts of fun stuff with decorations around the house. And then we wait to see which dog tries to destroy it. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So we, you know, through this whole process, I have to say I have learned so much. And then uh, in terms of what grows, what we could do, talking with our local growers. But it's been interesting to talk to the families who have been a part of our Something Pumpkin because they have said it's created a new tradition for them. And I think that really says a lot, especially for grandchildren and grandparents. And they start to come together and they do this. And we've been doing this now for about eight years. So for children, you see how they have grown and developed in their culinary skills. We've had some students who are interested in pursuing a culinary degree. And their entries are phenomenal. Hmm. And also through all of this, the connections with our community, especially when we were doing this in person prior to COVID, where we were connecting with our sponsors and our partners, because I think that's another great value of us being in Gaston County is because we do have that small hometown community feel. And this event helped us to continue that.
0: And you guys were able to kind of keep it going through COVID last year, obviously it was different, but I mean, you managed to, to work around it.
1: We did, and I have to say, working with our partners, our sponsors, the library, they rocked it. We ended up adapting and figured a way to do it virtually. So we started this event as a cooking contest, and as things had changed, we then added, when we began partnering with Gaston County Library, we did a pumpkin decorating contest, and based on your favorite storybook character, And we would actually, and we still do, provide pumpkins to the communities at the participating libraries. Last year, we had folks to take a photo and then to email that to the library instead of bringing their entries. And it really worked out wonderfully because we were able to share all of those photos on social media. Hmm. And we started to encourage Parents and families to take a picture of their little ones with the pumpkins. Uh, so yep. it was even more special. And we, so we did that. We didn't have our on site activities, but we did the virtual drop off of the entries, and we had judges, and we followed social distancing and face coverings and did our, ju- our judging. And then we had our awards presentation virtually online. And that actually worked out very well because we were able to share more photos and to keep everyone connected. This year we're very excited because we decided to keep things virtual and we added a photo contest. Cool. And it's really open to all things pumpkin and Peyton helped provide some input on that and again that's virtual and the library's helping us with that so it again is a great way for families to have something fun to do together and to support that family environment and learning and to make it easy and safe for them to be able to participate. Can oh, we? That's great. Do you think the photo contest winner will be
2: okay with us stealing their photo? Maybe we we make a lot of public documents and like oh yeah. the budget book and yeah, we would report. love to share those. I'm always looking for some cool pictures like that. But yeah, yeah.
1: so we were really excited, and you know we we kind of put this together with our committee and thought, well, let's try that because there could be some really neat things that you can do with capturing photos of yeah. things that are going on, and again, keeping it virtual keeps everyone safe, but it gives families and individuals something to do. And then we even expanded some of our categories with like the pumpkin decorating contest. So it wasn't just for kids. Uh You could do it as a family event. So it really has continued. And it's really Mm -hmm. amazing to see how fall, especially in the Carolinas, with the wonderful weather that we have, Oh yeah, you know, we're able to create these new fall traditions with our families and keep families connected. And I think now with, you know, issues with COVID, those traditions are more than important than ever. Even though it may look a little bit different and we do it a little bit differently, but it's also a great way for us to connect with folks in Gaston County and also our partners. Our volunteers are phenomenal. We have so much fun and the ideas and the energy that's shared and you know, we work with our sponsors, community Sponsors and small businesses help us. So they make this at a no cost to our our community, and we're very thankful for all of those sponsors.
2: Andrea over here just told me she's volunteered before, and I think her daughter is volunteering this coming year. She's volunteering this year again as a
1: judge. Yeah. Absolutely. If y'all ever that's got
0: to be a rough gig to be a to be a judge oh, yeah. and to taste all the really like interesting concoctions that people come up with.
1: <laughs> I will let I will let uh, Dandria speak on that because it, you know it is it, it can be a challenge. We normally try to split up entries and categories so that you're not overwhelmed with sure. all you know. Um, for example, all desserts, and we've tried to break out categories, but it's amazing. That's been the other thing. It has amazing what you can cook with pumpkin, and so, again, I have learned so much from where we began with this and putting it all together, and the creativity and the versatility that that families have put together, they've really done a great job.
2: Listen, I love any and all food. So if you ever need a taste tester or volunteer, I'm here for – I love every food. I'm don't And I don't cook, so <laughs> it's all impressive to me. So, yeah, I'm here. But I also want to be a judge for the ugly pumpkin contest if that happens too. So, I think that would know. be great. That would be fun. <laughs> so I want to know about some of
1: your recipes or
2: –
0: our, well, our our listeners obviously can't see it, but Linda has actually got a recipe book in front of her here.
1: Yes, and in fact, we even right now you can go to our website and find those recipes. We keep we keep the la, the previous year's recipes posted at all time on our website. Okay, and so we had so for example, um, last year main dish we had pumpkin tomato meatballs. We wow. had a pumpkin bean soup, pumpkin chili, even a. Pumpkin, sausage, lasagna, and, again, um, a quiche with pumpkin and mushrooms. Which wow. Yeah, it's very interesting because many people, again, as we first started this, they thought pumpkin pie. What else can I do with right, pumpkin right. besides pumpkin pie? And then desserts, it's amazing, the items that have come through. Of course, we have pumpkin pies, but we have a lot of bar cookie recipes, muffins, cheesecake, shortbread. Truffles, tiramisu, regular cakes, bunt cakes, poke cake. Wow, they're delicious. A oh, warning I'll to our them.
0: listeners: if you're listening to this at either about eleven o'clock or four <laughs> o'clock, you are now suddenly very, very hungry.
2: I was
1: just gonna say
2: I stopped listening after pumpkin tomato meatballs. Like that was like sounded so good, and I just blinked after that. Like I'm still thinking about <laughs> it right, right now. <laughs> yeah. We
1: even had a savory pumpkin pizza and pumpkin Alfredo. Those were in wow. some of the youth categories. We've had let's hear pumpkin pie pop tarts, pumpkin bread with pumpkin butter. Stop it. <laughs> it's amazing. So yeah, all of these recipes, you know, you can download those for free. They're on the website. And what we do with our recipe booklets, and we were so excited this year, we posted on our website photos. We because we were doing this virtually uh-huh. and we weren't we didn't have our winners to be on site to take photos. So we asked uh, contestants to take a picture of themselves with their entry and then we posted that on our on our website as well so it's a again a great way of getting some bragging rights uh-huh. and I'm telling you not only the kids love that but also the adults so no, it's a great way of really creating that level of skill and interest in cooking because part of the work we do with extension is really promoting families eating smart together as a family and Many folks, as we all know, they're busy, they have after-school sports, all the activities that are going on, and young children are not always learning the skills they need. So this is a great, fun way to get folks together in the kitchen and to find that passion for food. So what do you
2: win if you win the, do you win
1: like a money. golden pumpkin?
2: Oh, money. That's better money. than a golden pumpkin.
1: Thanks to Farm Bureau, they provide our cash for our oh, prizes. Cool. And so we mail a check. So our grand prize is $200. Oh my gourd. Yes. <laughs>
0: I'm here Have you been saving all that all the whole week. time? Whole <laughs> time. All time.
1: Absolutely. So there are uh, there are cash prizes for each level and the grand prize is $200. And so, yeah, we're excited about that. And we also do ribbons, and we work with our local media for bragging rights to get sure. all those pictures out and to make it just a lot of fun. Yeah, God, that's awesome. I'm so hungry now. Uh-huh. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> uh, what about pumpkin beer? Do you have any pumpkin beers coming? No, we don't okay. have it. Yeah,
1: that's a, you that we 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 have we do not have alcohol as a, a category. Okay, so that's fair. Yeah, yeah, fair. absolutely. That
0: probably adds a layer of, like, a whole bunch of different headaches of things that you have to get approved. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, very true. Yeah. Very true. So we were talking before we started the podcast about how just, you know, the last 18 months or so with COVID, it's really changed. It's changed a lot for for everybody, but for you guys in terms of how you've delivered services and, and connected with the community. Um, have you seen that with, with something pumpkin as well?
1: Absolutely. So, You know, as many of us know, planning for anything has just been so challenging, and also trying to also plan for volunteers and what they feel comfortable in doing, so we as we made plans for this, we started thinking about, okay, how can we do this electronically? How can we do it virtually? And we weren't certain last year when we started how many people would even be interested. But it was amazing because family said, we're so glad you continued this. This Mm. gave us something to look forward to. So this year we have done, we've really worked to get all of our entry forms posted online and working through the library. So if people do need assistance, getting their computer accessed and being able to register they can do that and we also have phone numbers so we're still working to do that and that really worked well because we have a variety of volunteers and as I mentioned people feel differently you know in terms of their own personal safety and how involved they want to be so keeping it virtual helped us to be able to maintain the capacity last year when we did this we were like the only show in town because you know everything was shut down and you know we still we still we had a great turnout i mean we really did for the and it worked out very well and we were able to do it safely we worked with our Gaston County Health Department and NC state to make sure we followed guidelines because our real focus was on keeping our say our volunteers and our staff safe did a phenomenal job on that everyone really worked together and so That worked, that plan of moving it forward to keep it virtually. So what we did was just think, okay, what else could we do that we can manage and move forward if COVID numbers begin to increase again? So the photo contest, again, was a great way to connect with that Mm -hmm. and um, being able to do that. So I have found those partnerships and being able to reach out to people, it's a great way for us to reach out and to bring new audiences and families into the world of extension. Just as we were talking about earlier, many folks in our community really don't know about all of the hidden resources Gaston County has to offer. So special events like this or being able to go out to farms is a great way for residents to connect with people and to learn more so that's part of why we do this we work on planning year-round for this type of event and the reason we do it is to connect with families and be able to attract them and show them from agriculture to 4-H and to family development that there's a place for you know whether they're looking for gardening information as well the way they can connect with us and we can bring them in and maybe later they'll be interested in being volunteers yeah. as well from beekeepers to our master gardeners we also have a family and consumer science um, volunteer group called master food program which is new that's a whole nother topic because we started that when COVID hit and we were doing food prep Oh, wow. So, um, and then also our 4-H youth. So it's a great way of connecting in a fun manner, but learning as well, but bringing them into the Extension family and the resources we have. You
2: know, also there's a bigger thing at play here, which is eliminating food waste. I Every time I empty out a pumpkin to make a jack-o'-lantern out of it, I'm thinking, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with the seeds, the, any of it. And I just think about all those opportunities to use that stuff that i I don't know, and now you're giving me a whole list of ways to use that stuff, and that's That huge. is a
1: great point, and w- in fact, I have to f- share some feedback on that. We had guidance in terms of how much participants had to sample to bring in for their entries, mm-hmm. and we received feedback, and then as we made this more virtual and look to reduce sizes we have really shrunk the amount of entry size that people Mm -hmm. need to have and again a lot of that was based on feedback families were concerned about waste Mm -hmm. what are you doing with a whole cake do you really need a whole cake to judge what I'm bringing so we listened we narrowed that down so that families would have more of that product Mm -hmm. and we could eliminate waste but you're absolutely right that is a great way of being able to utilize those seeds or think about how you're going to use your pumpkin and as Peyton said you know right now we've seen inflation and the cost of everything's gone up oh. so you want to be more mindful of that too yeah and I've never really thought about it but you said this earlier it is it's decorative you can use it in
2: food so you just don't see a lot of like fruits or vegetables that you can just put on your front porch as a decor. like you don't see a tomato exactly. sitting on someone's front porch so there's just so many opportunities there with yeah
1: yeah. pumpkins do not get the praise they deserve you're and right. that's what yeah. we are trying to work on here in gaston county yeah.
2: so you're working on developing a new pumpkin variety i wish i was that smart okay okay <laughs> i was but gonna
1: say you should name it after
2: yourself if you do
3: no, well i don't know if i would do that the that pay- might be confusing the Peyton pumpkin the paint and
2: pumpkin or the I flowers like that. pumpkin.
3: probably flowers flowers
2: but then i would think oh this pumpkin's gonna flower if I it. <laughs> do pumpkins do flower <laughs> right? i did not Ooh. know that
3: Um, So, yeah, I actually have been experimenting on TikTok. And because I've been in the field so much, checking on the pumpkins and and setting eyes on them, I decided to show folks the difference between male and female flowers. I've put a harvesting video on our TikTok account and just, you know, ways you can preserve a pumpkin that you might buy at the store or at a farm um, just to try to give folks an idea of, you know, how to actually, because I feel like we see them in the grocery store, right? But we don't know how to handle them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we don't know the process that's, you know, brought that pumpkin from the farm to the store mm-hmm. or the roadside stand or wherever. And it, it's quite a lengthy process that that kind of that kind of happens when when you're looking at that bin that's sitting in a Walmart or Lowe's or somewhere like that.
0: So, what comes out of the study that you're doing? terms of the knowledge that's gained about the pumpkins? Is this going to go to kind of local farmers to help them know, okay, these are the ones that are going to grow the best. Here's kind of your, your prime planting season. What all, what all is going to be gleaned from, from your pumpkin trial? So right now,
3: um, NC state has done, has done trials on that specialist that I spoke to, how do I need to go about this? Mm -hmm. Um, with the University of Tennessee kind of um, out West and with the University of Virginia tech up in the Eastern part of the state up there towards the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some of those varieties that I've put in this trial. There was some that I went to the farm and said, Hey, which ones are you interested in? And okay. they went on a few websites from seed companies and said, Oh, I really like this one for, w- for w- what we're doing. I think going forward, we'll collect, we've collected, I'm collecting weights, um, you know, plant number We'll figure it up, you know, pounds per acre, a number of fruit per acre, and uh, try to get some rough estimates of, you know, pricing and what they could bring. And the ones that, you know, would bring the most money or the ones that perform the best or had the least, you know, amount of issues this year and were pretty uniform, uh, we'll carry those on hopefully. Um, And if NC State doesn't fund it, um, maybe reaching out to Farm Bureau on our end to continue it Um, and there's a few folks who've reached out to me who are interested Um, so maybe moving to another farm seeing how they grow under plastic mulch this year it was just in field okay Um, and seeing how you know they perform in the mulch or in the plastic mulch scenario too Um, so maybe pull 10 or 12 varieties that did very well for us this year and carry them forward and then try out some other ones in the mix
0: interesting are you hoping to provide like a new avenue for, for local farmers to, you know, a different crop for them to potentially invest in? Yes, that was pretty much the goal.
3: Like I, right now, I had a cut flower grower reach out to me. Hey, I'm trying to get folks to come out and do uh, you cut flowers. Hmm. But, you know, when we things start to slow down, spring's her busy time. I mean, fall's busy for her as well, but she has acreage that's just sitting. Right, and yep. making use of, and that was kind of what I, my goal was with this trial too, was to try to get varieties that didn't necessarily vine as much so that we could get the most out of what we were. Now, they still vine, and <laughs> they, they, they're a mess. They, you know, you'll have a, I might be growing a white pumpkin that ends up, you know, 10 foot over. Their they're pumpkins are they're going to vine, but trying to get the pumpkins that are marketed as the less aggressive vining pumpkins and or the bush type that don't necessarily, they grow more like a squash. Okay. Just so that folks can, you know, figure out, you know, what they can fit in a small growing space and get the most oh. out of, too. Because we're working with limited acreage with a lot of our farms. It's oh, not sure. You know, well, we don't have a whole bunch of 250-acre farms. You know, everybody's 50 or below, and most fall within about 10 acres. Um, so, I was trying to figure that out, too. And because we are so close to, and we are, we're a suburban market, but we're so close to an urban market in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. It's trying to figure out how to get folks to come visit, right? And and travel and tourism and and increase our our agritourism opportunities. And if, you know, three or four or five pumpkin growing
0: operations in the fall, I I see it being successful. Awesome. Um, Some just... Quick details for for the listeners about Something Pumpkin. Um, What are kind of the entry deadlines and what are the the dates for the event this
1: year? Great. So the first entry deadline is for the Something Pumpkin cooking contest. And you need to get your recipes in and register by October the 1st. And then the next deadline is October 15th. And that's for the decorating contest and the photo contest. All of the details are on our website or on Eventbrite, and you can find that at gaston.ces.ncsu.edu, or you can Google something pumpkin. And all the details are there. Awesome. Peyton, what's your TikTok?
3: So the TikTok name is Gaston County CES. I think that's what I had to go with
0: because I was limited. That's not bad, though. That's not like underscore, hashtag, you know, you know, my blue dog, 3-7, <laughs> yeah. But there will be no dancing on, on okay. this ticket. Whoa, whoa, buzzkill. What about dancing pumpkins?
1: We actually had dancing pumpkin youth from our library several years ago. I, it was really our last live presentation at the Citizens Resource Center, part of cotton ginning days. It was so much fun. Cute, cute, cute. Oh, that sounds cute.
0: So maybe dancing to, to follow in
1: that. Okay. Yeah,
0: okay. I mean, come on. That, I mean, that sounds gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? Did
2: you write these down? No. Before, okay. No, it's <laughs> it's an illness.
0: You, it, yeah, it doesn't go away. Well, Linda Minges, um and Peyton Flowers from the Cooperative Extension, thank you both so much for coming in talking to us about Something Pumpkin and about pumpkins in general today.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks thank you. for having
0: us.